0: Good evening, everybody. I'm Landeros with the Cantina MX podcast. We have a lot of stuff to cover today. The Copa por Mexico officially ended. Cruz Azul is champions, whatever that means. Uh, Liga MX will return this weekend, Atlante returns from Cancun to Mexico City, Mexico versus Netherlands, we have a date for a friendly, and much, much more. We have the panel today, that's enough DJ, the panel is here, alive and kicking, Joel and Albert, how are we doing tonight, folks?
1: Hey, pretty good.
2: (laughs) Same, same.
0: Guys, 2020. If someone was to tell you Cruz Azul would win a a tournament, some silverware in 2020, what would you, <laughs> would you think it's the end of the world? Because I think it's the end of the world.
2: <laughs> no, not not surprised. Oh. I I had them pegged as league champions back when um when Pelias came and they did reach a final, and and the table was set. Even though he left, and then there was this. Desmadre with uh, the Directiva, but I heard that some of the older players, uh, they rallied around the team. They made sure that I think, yeah, Victor Garces wouldn't be going into the locker room. And they backed up the coach, Siboldi, and um, they were doing good before the, you know, before all this thing has happened. And so, not surprised, man. Not surprised they're the They're the preseason champs, and I I do think they're picking up. Oh, go
1: ahead, man. Go ahead. Finish your talk. Oh,
2: speaking of Pelias, is that true? (laughs) No, No, that's basically it. I mean, just I, I think they have, you know, their squad is one of the strongest, and they've been pretty consistent. And we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but we talked about how, like, how America was their boogeyman and how they've slowly been turning that around. And in this cup, they, they worked on them, you know?
1: Well, we got to like speaking of setting the table, when you, when you mentioned set the, setting the table for this victory, I think when I set the table earlier today for dinner, <laughs> uh, my cup, my cup where I drank my horchata from, was bigger than the cup that uh Cruz Azul won from this tournament. <laughs> I think
2: what kind of, what
1: kind of what kind of minuscule cup and uh lack of merit was this was this uh tournament win anyway. <laughs> this is like I, some preseason. Like... like I I would praise them more for that like they won the Copa MX like not too long ago. So that's, you know, this thing is sort of ridiculous. I will and then when you mention Siboldi, now, I, I'm yeah. not fully on top of all this thing, but there was some beef uh, earlier last week, uh, I guess, between the Cruz Azul, uh,
2: Tigres, Tigres game. Yeah, because Tigres.
1: Good, uh, yeah. Okay, so this is, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not on top of all the details. You guys can correct me, but everyone is hating on uh, Aquino for complaining and... Uh, yeah. And fighting with them, with uh, Cruz Azul, especially with Siboldi, because apparently Siboldi was uh, making fun of Tigres and you know their loss and all this stuff. And the Tigres players were upset and responded back to him. And there's no beef. And then at the end, Siboldi, Siboldi was asking all, acting all holier than thou, like he was, you know, he was not doing anything wrong. They came at him, and he was just responding.
2: I, I don't know so if, I'm sure know if or not. It's, it's part of the game to me. Is- getting getting on people's skin and uh you know i think that's that's also part of the part of the game i may i shared the the video where you could hear the the smack talk and you you see the player telling siboldi like let's go outside and, and duke it out
1: yeah that was pizarro pizarro was you know he, he was using the argentinian uh phrases of we know as Conchas but, uh... <laughs> that's bread that, was <laughs> the he offering bread. his
2: sister's bread why you say la exactly. concha Tormana?
1: Like, no it was, gonna, the mother, the mother's bread. it was the mother's bread they're going
2: to have so. coffee and, and... <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but yeah everyone's hating on Tigres which I don't think they should be I think they should look at Siboldi he played the innocent guy and, and and he was probably not being a very good winner not being a a fair winner, you know, gloating a little bit, and so Tigres' response—I wouldn't say it's
2: you know undeserved, triggered,
1: you know, un- unjust. You're saying he,
2: he Pizarro got triggered, cheekies.
1: Pizarro got triggered, <laughs> but well, I guess you can. Okay, in that aspect, you can say Pizarro and Tigres got trolled by a troll in Siboldi. He triggered them. He couldn't handle it, and you know he he came out on top, but uh.
0: So uh, uh before we go any further, let's just back up for the for the audience. So there was uh, Copa por Mexico, it was a semifinals. Uh Cruz Azul, who won all three games, played against the little little tigers, they tied, <laughs> and they they went to uh they went to penalties and in the penalty shootout, Cruz Azul won. And and that's where the shit talking started, and that's where Pizarro was Saying you know go go f your mother your you know and all that so for a tournament and for a tournament that was uh, supposed to be friendly and supposed to be like a warm up for the for the regular season it has done amazing as far as the the numbers the Chivas America game the the other semifinal got more uh, than a million uh, views and in fact it had the most views. Uh, of a soccer game in the United States this year. So it, it just goes to show that although this was a preseason tournament, there is a huge demand for Liga MX, And I think that the, the trophy, the Cruz Azul trophy that they were holding at the end was appropriately sized for, for the prestige of this tournament. But can you see this tournament, number one, reoccurring next season? And number two, it reoccurring here in the United States.
2: Yes, I can and I, I like you mentioned that's that's what I've heard is is one of the plans is to make it a yearly tournament and then if it does good twice a year, uh so summer, winter, preferably as a preseason tournament and then just just this, you know, same format and uh I yeah, I could I could see it doing good, man. I I could see it I could see that fans going and the teams, man, they got pretty heated. Uh,
0: oh yeah, yeah. There is no such thing as a but, uh, as a friendly. Makes it, sense. I mean, there,
1: anytime come, you play, even even as a friendly, and if you do jabs and stuff like that, you know things are going to get heated. I don't think when you think of oh this happened, even in a small insignificant tournament, like why would it happen? Why? Why are people going to care? That that doesn't have anything to do with it. If you're yeah. playing in a competition, you're going to compete, and if you have the desire, and if you're a professional, you're going to go out to win, no matter well, what it is. Even if you're playing yeah. Tanikas or something like that.
2: <laughs> you know, also being televised, I think that also gets the emotions flowing. You know, you know then if you're just playing, you're just playing. You know, yeah, one it's, thing it's, like.
1: Well, since there's no fans, also, you can hear every single word that everyone's saying. So if Fiboli's <laughs> over there mumbling under his breath, then almost you could be, like, on the other side of the field and hearing that stuff. So that's an aspect.
0: Yeah, I've, like I said before, I'm a big fan of of uh, not hearing the crowd noise just so I can hear the shit talking. Because I, I hate the fake fan noise. I love hearing these players say whatever's on their mind. And uh, it's things that you don't really have access to normally um but yeah cruz azul won uh they beat chivas in the final uh guadalajara was up 1-0 with a goal from alexis vega and then an auto goal by iramir tied things up 1-1 and then right before we're going to go into penalties uh they added a five minutes of stoppage time uh the 94th minute with like 30 seconds uh tibu or tiba Uh, He elbowed the the Cruz Azul player inside the box. It was a last-minute penalty call. And Cruz Azul uh, uh, put it away. And after the game, both uh, Vergara and Peláez were... They they got from the stands. They went all the way to the field. And they had... uh, (laughs) They gave the referee some lip. And... uh, so much for keeping your distance and, and wearing a mask. Uh, Pelaz was not having either one of those things. <laughs> he was really upset. He really wanted to win this.
2: Yeah, he had some harsh words, man.
0: Yeah, it was... I don't know. I think, alright, cool. Like, Pelaz obviously has his players back. But I think he made the mistake of going after the referees when in reality, he was just doing his job. It was kind of a of a of a soft call but what is Diwa doing with a with the elbow inside the box I mean you, I would be yelling at the player not necessarily the the referee that's an easy that's an easy cop-out right there
2: so, so like Chicky was saying how because there's no fans uh you could just hear what people are saying the players but also like the you know the the, the staff and so So he was heard saying from the stand, imbecile, uh, you dirty rat. Or it says rata de mierdas. (laughs) Like it would be shitty rat. Uh, (laughs) It's not a penalty. And so that's what he was saying. But then when he he goes down and he confronts him, he says, why did you invent the PK? Where did you get that from? You didn't see it. Uh, So he was (laughs) right on his face telling him that and uh yeah well he's he wants to win man he wants he wants to start putting trophies uh yeah he hasn't but he's 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 been close you know i think he'll get one chillax belayas
1: so is uh is is belayas and chivas a a little team like tigres because they're whining about uh not winning this little cup (laughs) (laughs) another equipo chico
2: Well see that's that's I think this is the double edged sword where we want the teams to be more passionate but at the same time we belittle the our own tournaments. You know, and you can't have it both ways. But I think playing often and against each other creates these type of rivalries and makes the games more intense. Sort of like what you see in Argentina, man. Those guys could be playing. You know, it could be beach
0: soccer, and they still they—they're not gonna want
2: to lose. They can be freaking be charity.
0: Waiting in line at the DMV, and they'll still find a way to fight each other, and and you know, it's 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 a uh, it's a different level of intensity. But I I will yeah. say I, I do agree with you where it's like, it is a double edged sword because if you flip it around and Chivas win this tournament, everybody in the league will be making fun of them, like oh yeah, you guys think you you know. You guys brought in Pelas and and all these signatures to bring in silverware and here you go here's like a little cup. And then um if they lose it's like oh haha I can't believe you guys lost this like meaning, meaningless uh, cup cuz America fans were salty man. I mean we we creamed them. <laughs> it was Everywhere. it was 4-2. Yeah, they got they got a goal last minute <laughs> 4-3 but you could tell that they've th- it is their third game in this tournament where they conceded four goals. So it is not looking good for America. I don't care if it's preseason; it it it, it goes. It, I don't think this this is gonna look good for them going into the regular season.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Those games are pretty good, like the scoring and all that. So I'm.
0: Oh, you you cut out there. Whole... Hello.
1: We lost
0: Joel. We lost Joel. It's probably uh, an America fan came and uh, cut his signal. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the first the first jornada, uh, Chivas will play León. America will play Pachuca. Monterrey, Toluca. Pumas, uh, Querétaro. Wait, Queret- yeah, Querétaro. Uh, Tijuana, Atlas. Cruz Azul, Santos. Um, and then you have Mazatlán FC versus Puebla. Tigres, Necaxa. Juarez and Atleti San Luis. I like had to do a double take because I I forgot which teams are left. They keep doing uh, musical chairs with all the teams, so I, I was like, wait, what? Who's in the league anymore? I forgot.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I was gonna mention after the I didn't see america Chivas game, but afterwards, didn't uh, Piojo sort of like get in front of the press and give like a little press conference, and he seemed. Uh, uh to enjoy, I guess, the spotlight and sort of explain the situation in a calm manner. As opposed to these other guys.
0: Yeah, uh I didn't watch the Prentice Conference after, but um I did see a little photo of him photoshopped and he was just like a little like a little flea, just like hell <laughs> hella small. A little
1: guy. Yeah, I thought that oh, was yeah. really
0: funny. Um I honestly think that uh <laughs> This is going to be, you know, everyone always likes to put America as like a contender to win the season. But I honestly think that they're in a, in a rut right now, probably the best time to be in a rut because it's preseason. But I, I I don't know if, uh, if this is going to be uh, a year where America do anything significant. Uh, Then again, there's 12 out of, out of 18 teams that are going to make the Ligia and, and Joel mentioned uh, mentioned to me before the, before the call that, we're going to have five substitutes five h- yes h- how do you guys feel about that I-, I don't know how i feel about that
2: i i don't mind i don't mind because i've seen how sometimes it affects the team where it's you'll have an injury and and uh I, you know you want to supplant that player which it kind of sucks for the other team that that maybe they had a but see this this is the thing though um you have five subs, but you only have three chances to make them.
0: Oh, interesting. So it's, uh, yeah. If you're going to use them, you have to use them in, like, bit in, in twos or in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wait,
1: but so I would. W- explain explain this to me. Why are five subs? Why the five subs? Why is that needed?
2: Oh, well.
0: This, uh,. I, I think this is actually uh, FIFA's doing. It's not Liga Mekis. It says FIFA has realized a modification because of the pandemic. Five substitutes, yeah. five substitutes, in three opportunities. Uh, why <laughs> though? Huh? I think. There you go. I think the reason why they're doing it is because the players are just getting back into shape. And they're going to need more, more time. Like you're not going to have or, a f- full fit team
2: for a while. Or it could be an excuse to try it out, <laughs> you know, just just to try it out. FIFA's uh, <clears throat> always been pretty slow in in implementing changes to the game, you know. But yeah. I do think, I do think, like five is not even if you were able to make five, is not a bad thing where it's like you know at one point there was no subs at all right there's like none if, if you got hurt you left your team uh without any players uh i mean you know with a player less mm. and so you know but i do think like especially if you want to see more attacking soccer you know and and it helps where you throw in more fresh legs and i, I do think oh, okay uh, Oh, it, it, actually, you know, sort of like basketball. Imagine if basketball couldn't couldn't rest players. I don't think the game will move that fast. <laughs> In the fourth quarter, they'll be doing long shots.
0: Hasn't stopped LeBron <laughs> James. angle. LeBron James That's doesn't like, get really? subbed out.
2: <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you get to sit down and rest. And, oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but imagine if you could only three players could do it, and then they, well, I, and, uh, and only once. You know,
0: you know what I would have liked to seen. I would have liked to seen a player that got subbed out be able to get back in. I would have rather seen that than five subs. You know,
1: uh, I'm. I don't like. That's that. that reminds me of like a uh, amateur US play. But no, I was I was reading this this uh I guess this statement, this screenshot that Hello posted. So it yeah. says that the modification was made thinking of of the leagues that were going to resume activity of the suspended. Uh, leagues. So, so that does make sense as to like what Howell was saying. So say um uh, was still going, you know, they were going to resume Klausura. It was suspended because of COVID, and they were going to resume it. So that's like a, you're you're just like all of a sudden dropping right back into high-level competition in the league. And if your players, you know, have been out for like 2 or 3 months um, due to the suspension, the pan- the pandemic, then you're going to be you're going to be hurt, and they're not going to be in shape. So, the, so that makes sense for the five subs to be placed in there, so that you can have a more competitive game. But Mexico, it says Mexico decided to conclude the Clausura dos So that doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really apply. Doesn't make sense. They had their break, and then they went back, and they had their concentrations for preseason for uh, apertura. So the the five, it seems like the five subs was more for the Suspended tournaments instead of like a, a starting a brand new tournament like Mexico's doing right now.
2: I think, yeah, but oh, go- keep in mind, Jake, is that that yeah, keep in mind that the other tournaments are long season format, so and 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 Mexico's tournament is two you know, two short ones, so technically it would be the same if they were a long season. Had they well, I mean, it was still,
1: it was, it was still, it's still sort of the same though, because the short season, even though, okay, it finished, it would have finished. Well, they they were finished sort of on the, they were set to finish sort of at the same time, I guess. Maybe in Europe, that goes a little bit longer, but they were both stopped at the same time. Europe went back to playing earlier, uh, and so that that makes sense for them to have these extra subs. to to continue at a high, uh, at a high level, right in the middle of their season. For Mexico, their, their season was canceled. So they're in summertime, they're in break normally. So their break was just extended because of COVID. And then when they came back to, to train, they're training for a start of a whole new season instead of like dropping right back into the middle of a season. So that's the only difference. It doesn't really, because everyone's going to have a summer break, whether you're long season or short season.
0: My my issue with the five substitutions, and I don't know if you guys uh, discussed this already, um, the amount of stoppage time that they're adding, because these games are five, I've seen ten minutes. I mean, I know that they're doing like a a water break like at 20, 25 minutes, but it's it's getting ridiculous. Like, the amount of stoppage time that these games are getting, we're starting to see a lot of teams score in these in these last minutes of the game, and that's really affecting the score line. So uh I I, I don't like I don't like it.
2: <laughs> you wouldn't think it's not exciting?
0: It it's exciting, but the thing about it is the Liga Mekis has always been entertaining. You know, it's always been this way. Like it's not like the Premier League or like these other leagues. Where it's more sophisticated and there's more, you know, there's more IQ in the plays and stuff. Uh, with Mexico, the league is just entertainment, like straight up, you know, sloppy defending. Uh, you know, coaches talking shit. You got, you already have the drama. I mean, it, it's already there. So I, I, I extending the games four, five, ten minutes, it's it's like, wow, man, it's getting a little bad. It's
2: it's, it's at its fair share of. of- boring games man uh but i just think cuz we follow it it's it's even some of the lesser games seem more exciting to us but i i see your point on the stoppage time cuz i was wondering why why 5 in 3 you know and i think that's that's to prevent that since you're going to you know, it's gonna be the same. It's three cambios. Regardless, so I, I think it'll I think that's that's what they did it to avoid to avoid all this you know, using the subs as to kill time.
0: I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Like only allowing three opportunities to do five subs or else yeah, or else people are just gonna try and milk the clock. Um I just hope it's a temporary measure. I, I would not like to see like five subs as a permanent thing. I think three is fine. If the game goes to extra time, you get an extra substitution. I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, you know the the league's gonna start up again. Uh, I think uh, everyone's really excited. Uh, Chivas have officially signed with Telemundo. So if you are here in the United States, Telemundo will be the house of Chivas. No more Chivas TV. If you're in Mexico, it's going to be Easy TV. Uh, Albert talked about it last last week. Uh, do you do you have any more details on Easy TV? Is it is it kind of just like a internet TV provider in Mexico, or is that a what is it?
1: Yeah, when I was looking up at up it uh, last week, it was, uh, it's pretty much like a, an application. So I think you can watch use it to watch stuff on your phone yeah
0: let me let me look up some more stuff oh okay uh we chivas fans are already familiar with telemundo andres cantor used to call the games unfortunately it was during the dark times of chivas we were relegation bound <laughs> <laughs> so it was like you know he didn't really get to celebrate our highs but i i actually I, I the only thing about telemundo at least here in the bay area uh they don't have a hd signal so i'm when I watch these games, I'm going to be back in, like, the 90s, unfortunately.
2: Back with the green screen.
0: <laughs> it's bad. And, you know, the funny thing is, I remember when Andres Cantor used to be on Univision in the 90s, and Chivas used to play on Sundays, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So ah, yes. So it's kind of like reliving my childhood because the, the quality of the picture is going to be the same. <laughs> 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 From oh, the 90s, no. bro. <laughs> Uh, but you
2: know he's, he's a good comment. You know I like I like his play by play. I agree.
0: I just really, like his, really. I like his grito. You know he's he, it's it's
1: legendary. His gold. So so actually, Easy is a cable channel. Oh. Um. So it is a cable channel. It is an app as well. Um. The problem that people are saying is that it, um, I guess you have to pay for it. But it's not covered in many many of the cities in Mexico. Mm. Like the, there's a lack of coverage. So
0: ah, the same
2: okay. was with 2DN. So when when uh, when Chivas had to, they with Televisa. They went to N. not 2DN, uh Is it 2, which one is it in Mexico?
0: I think it is n. In Mexico, right? Too.
2: They have their 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 sport, mm-hmm. their all sport. But cause Unimas is, uh, yeah. Well, that 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 one is it's also the same. It's it's cable and it's paid, so that meant less people were able to see it. So that did affect Chivas because on on open TV, they were averaging eleven million. And at pay, they get less than half of that. So, I mean, and you kind of need that for the sponsors.
0: Wow. 11 is, million.
2: You know, because, yeah, because now if you're going to sponsor something on Chivas, they could charge more because that's how many people on a weekly or bi-weekly are going to be watching. Um, yeah. But that's, that's the good thing that in the U.S., you know, U.S. is only about two million, or a million point five or something, but you know it's it's over here it's like different, in that it's it's just more money.
0: Yeah, you know for the
2: whatever sponsorship.
0: While we're speaking of sponsors, I think it's interesting that Caliente has officially sponsored the entire league, not just Chivas but the entire league. They're a gambling oh. site, I think, or gambling. What is it? So they have something to do with gambling, right? Caliente? Yeah. yeah. It's a gambling site. Yeah, they're it's like,
2: like
1: a bet bet 360. Or what is that? Bet 360 or whatever they have in
2: Europe? Yeah. You should know, Chickies. I warned you doing oh. that. Oh. No. <laughs> that's, that's Juan. That's Juan, I man. That was... Juan does the day trading. <laughs> I thought <tell> you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So wait, they took over the bank.
0: Uh, I I think they're just adding to the, I think they're just one of the one of the co-sponsors now. Yeah.
2: Oh, they're one of the main. Yeah. The main sponsors, not. Which. I, because the main one is the bank, so the league is called the. the, the yeah. The, you know, the league of, yeah. BB something
0: how do you say, how do you say because it's in spanish be and and be be, be chica be grande so how do you say when they're next to each other this is this is pocho. yeah this is this is pocho pochoness right now it's coming out of me <laughs> bebe
1: uve no it's bebe uvea bebe uvea because okay. oh. it's, so it's a u because <laughs> it looks like a v it's a V. Oh, well, it's a U V. It's a it's a U. It's a V that looks like a U. That's why it's called U-V. Oh. Oh.
0: Okay,
2: bebe bebe. I see why they did it because of the A, so it could look like all uh, you know, mm-hmm. like with with the um, the graphic they have, like their logos. So it looks it looks spiffy, cause he, yeah, cause the A looks like the inverted B.
0: Uh. So you
1: yeah, it's a four-year contract i guess with uh with liga MX and caliente yeah
2: wait but not as main sponsors
1: uh Uh, they're the first uh sponsor a digital sponsor Uh, i don't know it doesn't say like i don't know if it would say main or what yeah.
2: I don't think so because they would have mentioned that the league is now called, you know. Caliente firma
0: acuerdo con Liga MX por cuatro años. Será primer patrocinador digital. Oh, yeah.
2: so, okay, so, so they're digital, digital.
0: Digital sponsor, meaning they're going to be plastered all over the.
2: It. It, the, it reminds me of like when some people have like a like a quinceañera or a wedding. Oh, you got the, the padrinos. Kind of like yeah, the padrino de mesa. Padrino you get the de pomo. you get the Godfather
0: for the for the knife for the chairs for the DJ for the knife
2: for the cutlery <laughs> for, the, for the plastic spoons and pork.
0: Por la <laughs> la bebidas, the, las las fanta's y la cerveza, you know. Man, so that's
2: what Liga makes us now, huh?
0: Hey the
2: man. Guy. All type of sponsors You now. said
0: you said we, the know. the league lacks last lacks investment, so there we go. You it's got done. I do think <laughs> no, it's, it's isn't it kind of shady though that like you're being sponsored by a website that makes money off of the scores, you know, so like how much no, it's, how much of that is being uh, affected, you know? Like
2: No, we've seen it in, in Europe. They were sponsoring one of those betting sites was sponsoring some teams yeah. a while back. It's kind of. I mean, I don't
0: don't know. I mean, Mexico has already been controversial for corruption, and you know this is just adding more fuel to the flame. Uh, I
2: don't think so much. Wait, you know what? I don't think it's so much that it's a betting site, but that the betting site owns teams within the league. Oh, that's correct. So yeah, Pachuca. No, no. They own uh, um, Tijuana. Cholos. Yeah. Cholos and uh, didn't they
0: buy Juarez or, or I think you're right, or, yeah, I think they did buy Juarez. Both teams on the border.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where it gets a little like, you know.
0: You know what's crazy? The Mexican musical chairs have not stopped and Atlante that were that were relocated to Cancun are returning to La Ciudad de Mexico. And their home will be El Estadio Sul, which I thought was getting torn down, but apparently it's not. And uh, Atlantis is going back to Mexico City. So uh, they're still going to be in the second division, but they're back home.
2: Unless they're renting it until they build a stadium, you know, and then after that they could tear it down.
0: Yeah, I'm just reading the uh, the presser.
2: That was well, that was their stadium before Cruz Azul.
0: Was so it they, really? That
2: was Azulgrana. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! They used it before. Cruz Azul played at Azteca, and, and Cruz Azul played at Azteca. Cruz, Cruz Azul uh, originally left from Hidalgo.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, I remember Atlante in the '90s and. They shared the stadium with uh, Medica. and uh, they had. Well, some... they moved. They moved. They switched. And then they, they the
2: switched to Rooney.
0: And then they did. I remember they did move to uh, to El Estadio Azul, right? Yeah.
2: But I always thought I always thought Azteca was too big of a stadium for for like Necaxa and Atlante. I think that affected them. You know, that's just too big of a stadium. I, I think they they needed a smaller stadium where. They could have like their
0: home fans and all that. You know, it's ironic because when they went to Cancun, they won a title, and then they just disappeared out of ex- <laughs> like they they won the title and then boom, second division. Like it was, it was pretty fast. And uh, I'm I'm sure it's really hard to create a fan base out in Cancun. You know, it's just a different lifestyle. I think like beach beach soccer would probably be more of a of our thing over there. Um, but, you know, I've always thought that they were a big club and, and, uh, I would like to see their return into the first division. You know, I think that, uh, they got a, they got yeah, they're
2: one of the older, yeah, they're one of the older teams. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're definitely not like a, a team with no history. They have a lot of history. Um, speaking about history, Didn't there a- huh? Go ahead.
1: I was going to say real quick, didn't the Atlante logo used to appear in the the stands in the Azteca?
2: I think they had some, but that's when they had all those teams playing.
1: Like there was the America one, the
2: Atlante one, and then... So America, uh, America used to be in that stadium from 1947 to 1955, and then the Caxa 1950 to 1955, and then Atlante, uh, three stints. 1947 to 1957 1983 to 1989 1990 to 1996 and 2000-2002 it hosted Club Marte a team that long disappeared uh, Universidad and Cruz Azul and Cruz Azul moved there in 96. Yeah. so yeah it's 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 kind of historic you know stadium I'm not too familiar with uh, with the EFE, so I don't know uh, if John was here or Ron, they could tell us. But I always felt like uh, the EFE is pretty huge, and there's probably areas where they could, you know, put a stadium and try to, like, be, like, the, the team for that area, you know? Sort of like what you see in London and, like, Buenos Aires, where you have teams. In different districts, and then the fans rally behind those teams because they're like, they're the home team. You know, they're in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know that. This is. I think the South is the. Isn't there like the district of Santa Fe, where all the rich, <laughs> like all the skyscrapers and all the. That's where the, the, the nice buildings. The well, yes, yeah, it's towards the south of south, uh southwest of Mexico City, and then the Esteco on, on the opposite side, I guess. So it's sort of it's it's they're closer proximity to each other, whereas the north it's uh there's nothing in the north pretty much, as far as football stadiums.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a really big city. I think they could they should have been taking more advantage of it. You know,
1: FC FC is man, para el mundo. Let's get it going,
0: guys. It has been two thousand two hundred and fourteen days since Noé Penal. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the reason.
2: Well, well, you know what? Huh? I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Marquez recently went on record. In an interview, and he he admitted that he did he did. Uh, Step on him. There was indeed contact, and it was called so Sierra Penal.
0: Oh, the reason I, I bring this up because it's a obviously a painful memory for everybody. Uh, there <laughs> we have had an official announcement: Mexico will be going to Holland uh, in October. And they will be playing them in a friendly. So the first friendly announced by the national team this year, post-COVID. Can, How do we feel about this?
2: And it, it's a type of friendlies that a lot of the fans were always asking for, you know?
0: Well, I mean, isn't it weird that after we beat them or after we lost to them, we had a friendly with them later that year. And that was when Piojo was coach and he convinced Carlos Vela to return to the national team. He ends up scoring a goal or two in that game. We ended up beating Holland like 2 1 or something. So I feel like we have a special.
2: And that pissed off a couple fans. Yeah. I remember being in the forum and some fans were, were pissed off.
0: <laughs> I was upset. I was
2: what could have been, Vela? Like... Yeah,
0: I'm like, yo, if you would have came to the World Cup, man, we would have, we would have beat that. We, you were the missing factor in that game. Um, but I I don't want to get into that. I I for 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 me hearing this, I find it very very tough to believe because in order to get inside of Holland, you have to be in quarantine for two weeks. So does that mean that the players are going to go to Holland two weeks before the game and wait and then go inside the country just for a friendly? I think it's very hmm. interesting the fact that they're doing it over at the uh, young. <laughs>
2: Interesting, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: know. If Unless they're... it's like, like they're kind of streamline them, like, like from the airport. You know, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be quarantined. So you're at the airport. They pick them up, take them to some hotel, and then to the stadium. They're not gonna be sightseeing. They're not gonna be visiting, you know, hot spots. They're not gonna be having. Parties with the squirts, uh, you know, if it's, if they're keeping them on a tight <laughs> leash.
0: They're not going to go in the red light district, is what you're telling me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, <they, laughs> you know, the Mex team, man, they, they like to party a bit too much sometimes.
0: I don't know if like they're going to make an exception for them because they're professional athletes and they're obviously under different um, regiment versus like a normal person that's just trying to travel. But, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Like, uh, okay, well, usually when you announce friendlies, usually it's it's a package. There's two games that you announce. So we only have one. So I don't know if maybe they're going to play them twice, or maybe they're still working on on a second opponent. But uh, it will definitely be nice to see the team together. And and uh, I mean, I haven't seen a Mexico game since. I don't even. Did they have any friendlies this year? I don't even know.
2: I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even. But remember. But you're right about about the about the Mexico tour. They always package two of them. They call it the Mexico tour, and they'll have two games. Uh, but maybe because of the whole COVID stuff, it might just be one. Uh, but but also, we shouldn't be surprised if they do end up naming the second game. You know, in a few days.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be exciting. Uh, obviously, Raul Jimenez is having a great season. You have Tecatito Corona, who's a starter for Porto, Guardados. He's the captain of Betis. Uh, it seems like we have like half of the players that are in Europe are, are somewhat of a staple on their teams. The other half are scraping for minutes. Um and then we have some players in Liga Mekis that are killing it like Macías and uh you know some other players um so i i think it'd be nice for 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 them to get together and just see how things are and i mean 2022 is not that far away you know Qatar it's going to be in the it's going to be in the in the in the winter but we kind of want to get an idea of what a starting lineup might look like for 2021 when the qualifiers start
2: uh, I think you can name it Even right now, um, Jaime. I think you were to go off the top of your head. Let's
0: hear it. I want to hear your starting I lineup. You, La Chonkis.
2: Well, say <laughs> I, I starting lineup, but I would just say players, like players in the team. Uh, obviously, Ochoa, you know, and then um, Jimenez, you know,
0: Ochoa is having a bad time right now, man. I would.
2: Yeah, but but you have players that are, like, they might not look good with club, but at the national team, you know what what they're capable of, you know, you know, and uh, they've proven themselves time and time again. So, I, and it's three keepers. So, but I think of the ones that are right now, he's you know he's a veteran guy right there like the team leader so I, I i still i don't think they would exclude him unless some other dude was on fire um you know that's just in, so, so on point that yeah it, it becomes you know there's no discussion and uh
0: in, in boxing they call it ring rust but i don't know what they call it in soccer <laughs> but ochoa has not looked sharp at all he needs some wd-40 he needs something, man, because it's a Swiss cheese right now, man, full of holes.
2: Yeah, maybe he gave up with this whole club stuff, man. Maybe he got fed up, you know. He had his heart set in Europe, and no le fue bien. He ended up just
1: let me let me let me defend him a little. I didn't. Yeah. I saw the highlights. I saw the actually. I saw the, the baile. What was that? The, they put the they put the Selena music on it but uh but i'm 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 gonna say like i just saw the highlights real quick i didn't see the game correct me if i'm wrong but them were some good shots were they not he was he was just pretty much beaten it wasn't like he made grave mistakes or you know they, they seemed to be some good uh good shots that weren't easy to stop
0: yeah, no. Don't get me wrong. Um, the The first goal that Macias scored like twenty seconds into the game, literally all right off kickoff, it hit off the post. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he's gonna get that. The second goal with Alexis, it was a wall pass. It was it was all right. Not much he could do there. Uh, the goal from Brisuela, no, no goalie can do that. And it's just, uh, but I'm not necessarily talking about the, the Chios America game, but just in in, in overall in this tournament. Again, he. He ate over twelve goals, uh, in in three games, which is that's a lot.
1: Yeah, so I, I would I would look at his I would look at his defense, like what what is going on in the defense to allow these opportunities. But uh, yeah, we'll see. It's interesting that you brought that up about América in the in this season. Um, that'll be something to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, said said You you have an idea of who's going to be? Who's going to be in the Mexican national team? Um, I would like to have uh, Jurado get a shot. You know, I think he's he's uh, the prospect. I think he's a good goalie for. He was a great goalie for Veracruz. Now he's at Cruz Azul, and you know, Chuy Corona's not yeah, get, he, not getting. He was
2: started. he was subbing. Was wasn't he? <clears throat> wasn't he just playing the cup? Like I think Corona was still the starter.
0: I don't know if he's still the starter. Maybe in this tournament they're giving him more minutes. But you know he's one of those co- he's one of those goalies that you you, you just want to at least see what he's what he's got. You know, um, unfortunately Gudino has not panned out. He's not the he's not the player that we thought he was going to be, even though he's really really big and tall. Um, I think I, I, I think behind Ochoa, I told people, yeah, Toño
2: was going to be wing one.
0: Toño uh, has a Pirates of the Caribbean look right now, but <laughs> he... Uh, <laughs> I like that
1: look, man. I like that look.
0: <laughs> uh, he looks like he's about to hang out with Johnny Depp in uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean. But no, nah, he's, he's been solid, man. He's been a great goalie for, for Chivas. And um, I think he's the number oh. two goalie right now behind Ochoa. Good, I 22.
2: Um 22. I, I don't know. I think he should... Qualify for the Olympics. You know, he got suspended, but they're going to, they're still going to, they still rehost them. And I think he would, I would like to see him start there.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think at this rate, Ochoa, if he doesn't, you know, break a leg or something, I think he'll probably still make it to the Qatar World Cup, even at his age. Um, but we, you just want to have someone in the, you know, someone that they're ready to, to put in there, you know, to, re- to take over the reins. Cause the goalkeeping position has never been a position that I've ever worried about in the past. Mexico has always produced really great goalkeepers, but <coughs> right now it's like, I, I really can't think of anyone that's ready to take the throne over, man. There's not been someone that's really stuck out and and said
2: yep and it's, but you know what just performances i mean i don't I think when it comes to selection, i don't think you know i think there's little doubt that he he could do his job you know
0: no i mean like i i don't, I don't see anyone coming to take the throne you know anytime soon and that's that, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. that hasn't been the case you know it was it was conejo, it was campos you know and then for a little time it was conejo but then it was Waldo and then you kind of yeah. always knew who the next goalkeeper was going to be. Ochoa never got a fair shake on, uh, unfortunately uh, he, he, he didn't become the starter until like the Brazil world cup. It should have been 2010, but like usually you have a goalkeeper for like a decade, you know, usually like you don't have to worry about that position, but right now we don't really know, you know, there's no one really stepping up to the, to the spot. So we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah. Well, I we- how old is Because he's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think he was... I think I his, best,
0: his, his best months were he's at thirty-three. Wallahara.
2: He's 33. Yeah. So, yeah, he won't. He won't. I think we're covered for this cycle, for next. For next is when we should worry. But I think going into... This 2022 World Cup, I think we're, you know, I think we should be worried about that. And then who knows, by, after then, you know, I think some of these guys, like the Jurados and the, the Totonos and some of these guys will be much older and more experienced.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to play a clip uh, that you sent me, uh, some high praise for Raul Jimenez. Uh you guys won't be able to hear it but uh I'll uh, I'm going to play it right now for the for the listeners real quick. Just give me a second.
3: Is he a Champions League player? Yes or no? If the answer to that question is yes, then he has to think bigger and better right now. I don't doubt the Wolves are going in the right de- direction. I don't disagree with anything you say. They don't have to sell him. I, I, they don't have to sell him. He doesn't no, have to No, they don't go have anywhere. to sell him. No, no, but we're talking about the individual. Mm-hmm. He is a wonderful footballer, honestly. He is... He is... Uh, he is... Uh, Alongside Harry Kane, I think he's probably the. Next, when I talk about number nines, I'm talking about that that type of striker. Aguero for me is not the the type of stereotypical type of number nine. Okay, he's a different type of player. He's more of a ten and a nine. Aguero. So, well, so is Harry Kane, I suppose, in some ways. But I'm talking about that type. Between the three of those, he's up there. He's 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 in the same bracket as Kane, Aguero. Who um, I think that's probably it in the Premier League, unless you want to, you know. Come up with someone else.
0: He is that good. So uh, the British people are fun. really praising Raul Jimenez, and the guy commentating was saying that he's in that same bracket with Kane and Aguero as far as uh, in the Premier League. He's he's that good. Um, and yeah. we're we're always gonna be the last ones to 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 agree because we're Mexican and we hate other Mexicans. <laughs> 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 uh, but for the rest of the Premier League. Nothing but praise for, for Raul Jimenez, who just became a father. Congratulations.
2: Uh, yeah, congrats. He had a baby girl. Arya. I don't know if it's Game of Thrones uh, influence, but yeah, he's, he's on a 14-goal league streak, so that's impressive. And one goal it does with the... When he gets the rebote, he, he shoots like a volley. Oh, it was beautiful. First yeah. first time said, Yeah, that's something else, man. Hoof. But yeah, he's. Let's hope he maintains that form up until the World Cup.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that very, very, very quickly, <laughs> uh, Javier is going to be put to the side. And it's going to be between Raul Jimenez and. JJ Macias I think
2: well, well yeah and you know what? Chicharro's never been a starter and doesn't look like he, he he's gonna be going into this next World Cup it's very unlikely that he will be the starter I think in 2018
0: uh, he was he was the starter but in 2010 he was uh coming in for Franco and then in 2014 he lost the tide the it was yeah, to Oribe. Um, so yeah, you're right. For the national team, at least in the World Cup, he hasn't really been the starter. And uh Raul, uh, like they mentioned in the in the video, he, he's just a different kind of breed, man. He's not a traditional nine. He he can also be a ten. He can be the target man, he can hold the ball, he can, he can assist he can he can he can head he he he's he, he's got a lot of talent man and i uh I, I said it before and i'll say it again i hope that wolves can keep their team together cuz it's working um and i and i hope that he doesn't get poached by a bigger club i think that he has a really good partnership with adamama triore uh and i think the coach is really really good too i mean everything is just working so i, I hope that they can maintain The team and and, and not break them apart and start selling parts because I think they got a good thing going over there in Wolverhampton. Um, Trying to think what else happened during the week. I think we lost uh cheekies
2: <laughs> he said his phone gets lazy, you know,
0: yeah um oh um, this isn't really Mexico related, but Leeds United have uh made it to the Premier League with biesla
2: oh Bielsa, he he promoted them, yeah, he's quite a celebrity over there, even uh they're naming the street after him. Marcelo wow. Bielsa, way, or something like that, and so, he's he's you know, he's got them back in first, and it'll be interesting. I, I like to see him, um, you know, go up against like Pep if he's still at Man, Man City, and go up against some of these coaches, you know. I I, I think uh, just the showdowns, you know, against Mourinho and. Some of these other guys I, I want to see how
0: he um he had a uh, I mean he was in Mexico right he, he coached Atlas back in the day
2: he coached Atlas for two years and uh, he, he helped set up the the whole youth system where a, a lot of gems were unearthed
0: like Pavel Pardo um,
2: yeah, Marquez and, and Borghetti. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know if Pardo was, was any Tecos uh, but it was, it was a, Oswaldo Sanchez. It was wow. a lot. A lot of the players came out through that farming system, but they make it seem like he did all the work. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't just him. He had the – they were already in the team – was um uh flores forget his name uh and uh, bueno Real. those two guys were working there and and then they, the, both of those guys ended up going to chivas and that's where all the Chivas players came out it was interesting because the ones the ones that were there with bielsa the players that came out they were like the core of the 06 team and then when these guys went to uh Chivas, all those players that came out like Massa and Salcido and Chichar and all those dudes ended up being like the, a, a big chunk of the, the national team. The
0: Güero Real, and then, the Efraín yeah, Flores.
2: Efraín Flores, there you go. Yeah. Then Efraín Flores went to Pachuca and that's where the Chukis and all of them other dudes. I don't know if Chuki, but a good amount, a good amount of yeah. players uh, came out of the whole Pachuca thing. So, I mean, those guys deserve a lot of credit. They don't get it. Uh, Bielsa just came and set up the system, but these guys were the youth coaches. They were the ones doing the day to day. Bielsa was in charge of the first team. You know, it's not like he was, he was doing the scouting, jumping on the car and <laughs> Rudolf Kursi style, driving to the small towns to watch to watch people play pickup games. Um, yeah, so he was at Dallas. He was there like a year, maybe two years. And then uh, he came back later on to play, to coach America. But I don't think he even finished the season. Uh, I'm looking at the
0: dates. So 1993 to 1995, Atlas. And then 1995, 1996, America. And I think when he was first approached by Atlas, uh, it was like a youth thing. But then they asked him to, to coach. And he didn't want to coach. He wanted to be more of like involved in like that, in the in the youth thing, and then, um, then he went to America and stuff. But I, for me, it's like we always like we always talk about how we need to export more Mexican players abroad to Europe. But what about coaches, man? We need we need more coaches coaching abroad. You know,
2: I think it's part of it. So, for example, uh, Javier Aguirre played in Spain. And then as a coach, he, he sort of had that connection already over there. So he returned. I'm sure if Marquez wanted to coach, you know, he would have he would have found his way there, you know, just because it becomes a bit easier. Uh, you could have connections through agents or through the clubs and whatnot, and they could help. Plays you somewhere, you know. They take over Barcelona B, just how Pep started with Barca B team, not B team, just Barca B. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that's that's a big part of it. I think the more the more players that play abroad, and are there long enough, and to have connects, the easier we'll end up seeing coaches, you know.
0: Yeah, because unfortunately Aguirre uh and his coaching uh in Spain has not gone well. Leganes have been relegated and he has been well, fired. So <laughs> Aguirre But think
2: but I think that was on the cards because it was like a, it was like an uphill battle and they got to the match against against uh, Madrid. Real Madrid and they had to win it. Yeah. They tied it you know it was a 2-2 tie and he's a really small club man but i mean the the people that saw his work he's gotten praised for the work he did in the short time he did with that team um so i I don't i I don't think he was gonna be there for the long haul i mean unless they got promoted and so then you there's money to to put on the team but being relegated is uh, no money
0: I got a question the, for the you.
2: When he disappears like it just boom. Why vanishes.
0: why won't he coach Chivas?
2: I I don't think he's wanted to come back to Mexico. Mm. You know? I don't think he 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 doesn't like the yeah, press since he left. I don't I don't know. I don't and he's he's the dudes that are just you know, like you ask him and he's He's pretty upfront about stuff. Um, not sure, man. It's Not sure what it is, but I mean, he's he's been in, where was he, Japan?
0: Uh, and he was he with has Egypt.
2: Co- he's coached then he,
0: uh, Atlante. He, he won titles with Pachuca. He coached Mexico. Then he went to Osasuna, Atleti. Yeah. Mexico again. Zaragoza, Espanol, Japan. Then he went to Al Wanda, Egypt, and then Leganes. So he's he's got some big, big names on that on that
2: uh
0: <laughs> resume, man.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I he's don't know why he's he... also
0: being caught up with a lot of uh sketchy stuff to say the least.
2: I think he I think he the fact that he again in in Spain, I so I because he was being accused of the match fixing. Mm hmm. And so he had to go to court and that's a customer's job in, in uh I think in Japan or something.
0: Yeah, he was coaching uh, Japan when he got uh hit up yeah about the about the match fixing with uh Levante. Yeah. Yeah, Zaragoza. And
2: mm-hmm. yeah, but I think it was like they went to trial and and uh, they didn't find him guilty of anything, so and big reason is he was coaching first division again. So I don't know I I don't know if uh if anyone has approached him or or he just doesn't want to be, you know. Cuz cuz you know Liga MX you have to be tied to promoters. I I think he doesn't like dealing with none of that. Not, not, you know.
0: Yeah, you could be right like, with yeah,
2: that. You, you, and then even when it comes to building a team it's hard to be able to build a team like like you know, sort of like Apelias was booted from Cruz Azul because he wasn't working with certain promoters that Cruz Azul always works with, and he was getting players from his own channels. It is what happened with Chivas too when um, when they when they brought in they had Palencia and then they had um, Rafa Puente Jr. and then they had I think La Volpe. I think I think the three of them were at the same time, La like Volpe as coach and then the other two dudes as like like GM and, and sporting and whatever names they they add up. And so they were beefing it over players because everyone was represented by a different promoter. Wow. Yeah, so it was like you know? <clears throat> so I think that that that's always been a big thing there, like because like you know like, like the
0: he he doesn't have beef with Vergara anymore because he died. So,
2: but did he? I never knew he had beef with Vergara.
0: I think that he, Vergara was one of the uh, owners that wanted him out of the national team. I could be no, wrong. But
2: he, no, but no, no, you're you're confusing. Oh, you're you're, you're confusing it with um with uh, Rey Milas. That's Busetich. Uh, so that is the one that put,
1: huh. yeah,
2: and, and also Hugo Sanchez, I believe, and so, yeah, oh. so Bucetich said it, Bucetich, you could read interviews, and he talks about why he wouldn't work with with him, uh, and they tried to get him when they brought in uh, Ordiales, Jaime mm. Ordiales, who had been working closely with with Buse, and then they brought him as GM, and and then they just booted him like a few months later. Um, but no, no, Aguirre, when Aguirre first took over the national team, he landed Osasuna right there right in the group stage. He had already signed with Osasuna or agreed. Uh, so, And then the second time around, he just agreed to take over the team but he's like, I'm bouncing right after yeah. the World Cup. i was not out. a. I'm not here for the long haul.
0: <laughs> I'm here for so yeah, uh, think... for a good time, not a long time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, he's. I, and I think that's what he enjoys—that he, he's hasn't had to like, you know.
0: Yeah, he, he has, has
2: a... like more freedom to move around and all that. He likes to move around. Cut up another,
0: yeah. Since yeah, I mean, it doesn't get cut out. he uh, the longest uh tenure he had was with Atleti from two thousand six to oh no two thousand six to two uh, thousand two to two thousand six, and then Atleti for three seasons, and then since then it's been like a one and, done, one done thing and, for him. And that
2: Atleti, he he helped kickstart them because they had not been in Champions League in like ten years or something like that and he, he qualified them mm-hmm. he took him to the C L he had Forlan and he had the young well wow. this good coach but yeah like you see like in mex a lot of coaches that i guess they don't have the right connects and they end up not being able to get jobs so i guess he's like i'm gonna be kissing ass man <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh so we'll see what happens to Aguirre and where he goes next. But he obviously has a good agent because he's had some some big names on his resume. Uh, I mean, the fact that he was able to coach Mo Salah is pretty impressive over there in Egypt. Yeah. Um, we actually have uh, someone in the comments. I forgot to check the comments earlier. Uh, but Luis is saying that the Chivas deal is forty million from Telemundo.
2: It sounds low.
0: Which that is I mean, for, for Chivas to hold out that long for that kind of money, I think that's a little bit disappointing.
2: Wait. Wait, forty million per year or forty million? I think million? it's per year. Well, for years it's not bad. Oh. But if that's the total because when they were with Telemundo back what was it like five years ago? They made about 80 million, which was like a four year deal. So it was about 20, 20 million, um, you know. Yeah, because they, they don't help? each year for four years. And so they were expecting to get anywhere between 100 to 120, you know, but all these things happened that ended up affecting chivas one of them was the whole disney fox merger oh and since uh yeah so basically disney ended up owning the majority of fox except for fox sports since they already have espn so that left fox sports but now they don't they didn't have money you know they weren't tied up with their other they because it they took over like the whole movie division and and all this other stuff. And they just left like the Fox news and the Fox sports. And I guess that there wasn't money there to invest, you know, or make big investments. And then Telemundo was tied up with NBC universal. And I think they put all their money in, in EPL. Yeah. You know?
0: And And uh, so then didn't they get the rest of the world cup?
2: Yeah, yeah. So they they pumped in a lot of money into that. So it's like, well, we don't have money right now, and so then that left Univision, and they knew, all right, they knew these dudes don't have money. And then they started hardballing Chivas, you know, and then so then that's that's when all that stuff happened. But I guess I guess the money cleared up for them to get Chivas. But yeah, forty would be a little bit. But I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. But that would be. It's, they, you know, I I don't. Nah, that would be too. Little. They didn't That'd disclose be like almost ten million a year. That's
0: they didn't disclose uh, the uh, length, though. They didn't disclose the length.
2: It just said multi.
0: And uh, another thing that I keep seeing because they are the same network as NBC, NBC is trying to start their own uh, streaming service called Peacock, and I believe, what? if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be free. You're not gonna pay for 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 Peacock, so I don't know if well, if that's they gonna...
2: were helping the Chivas TV, right? Uh huh. I think they were helping the Chivas TV with uh, the streaming.
0: It was somebody else. It was another company that was that was helping them. Although I mean, you could be right. I I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but it is obviously good news because. It's not just the men's team; it's going to be the women's team and everything in between. So, uh, that's that's definitely going to be a big victory for for all the all the women out there that follow uh Norma. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For> women <laughs> yeah. or men? I think you mean men.
0: No, I think a lot of girls look up to her, and I wow. mean, they uh, they are they have one of the best cantinas <laughs> in 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 Mexico um yeah so it's 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 good you know i mean uh they, they've they put a lot of effort into the femenil so hopefully it won't get forgotten um luis also said in the comments uh where is where is it he said that mexico's three next best goalkeepers are all from chivas toño godinho and lalo which I don't agree on, but...
2: <laughs> well, they need playing time, and uh, Yeah. They're not all going to get it, man.
0: Yeah. Speaking of playing time, Oribe Peralta still getting playing time in 2020, and it's just sad, man. Those five substitutions have benefited him and him only. Um, <laughs> this guys he's terrible. No, man. He needs man. to retire. He needs to retire, man. It's just like, yo... You had a good run, you won us a gold medal in the Olympics. you probably should have retired then because <laughs> I mean what what's that saying uh you leave a hero or stay long enough to become the villain right now he's the he's the villain for sure yeah. he joined I rival clubs
2: live long enough to become a villain
0: yeah he, <laughs> he 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 uh he joined rival clubs. he went from America to Chivas and then now he's just terrible. Just terrible.
2: Uh, yeah, man, I had high hopes for that guy. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll not, see what happens, man.
0: Now with Cello Saldivar back, I mean, he's that much lower in the pecking order. He um, should
2: be. Yeah. Saldivar had like yeah. And then you have yeah, we talked about Saldivar the other, the other time. Yeah, Ronaldo. That's a bad deal, man. Oof.
0: Ronaldo Cisneros and then uh, this is my dev chart right now okay so you got Macias then you have Vega then you have cello then you have Ronaldo then you have a traffic <laughs> cone and then you have <laughs> then you have Peralta bro not not the ball boy
2: <laughs> not the ball boy or equipment manager. <laughs> Or uh, for random random <laughs> ticket number four five six <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have uh suit up,
2: you're playing today.
0: You have that uh that security guard, the guy that was like pushing everybody around. Then then you have Perata, Perata man.
2: Or a raffle, you you know like the raffle ticket. You know like when you when you buy tickets and yeah. it's like this number they <laughs> wouldn't the lottery and you went to be a sub in the
0: Q&A game. <laughs> it's like when they uh, halftime show aisle fifteen row three seat forty four. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 uh, you're gonna be playing. <laughs> oh man. And
2: start warming up in the stands.
0: Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting tournament. Uh we again we have a date. Uh I think Atleti San Luis is gonna kick it off uh against Juarez. Because they usually play on Fridays. So uh that's gonna be I wanna say that's gonna be the first game of, of the season. And uh Do you
2: have the list?
0: Uh I'm actually gonna check right now because for some reason, the official website of Liga Mekis is kind of an eyesore, um, so it's it's kind of hard for me to. Mm. Yeah, the,
2: the Liga Guardianes. So it, when when does it start this week?
0: It does, yeah. Uh, score schedule. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't talk about this. Fernando Tena has uh, COVID, and he seems. We haven't. He he. he
2: seems fine though. He, he, seems, he seems fine. He yeah, gave a presser and he said, "Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm being quarantined, but I'm um, everything's good."
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, you know, he's definitely uh at risk because of his age, but he, this guy was like, you know, FaceTiming like it was nothing, man. He was asymptomatic, um, so. He won't be coaching Chivas uh, on their first game of the season, and I always wondered how that happens, you know, or how does how does that work? Is he going to have a walkie-talkie, or is he just going to be watching the game like a fan? Like, how involved is he? No, uh, you know, because it's Coyote, he's the assistant coach, so I don't know.
2: I'm looking at if he's got like the one AirPod in. I think Chivas was the one is, is the best game. Uh, the rest are like eh. Yeah San, So San Luis Juarez, nah taxa Tigres, no oh, I don't really care for that. Mazatlán Puebla, that's I could be watching Bum Fights. <laughs> yeah. it's just, what's that, all these bum fights? Maybe. That one could be I'm just like
0: I'm just thinking like going down the tenderloin in San Francisco and just throwing a nickel at some bums and like hey beat the shit out of each other. Here you go, here's a nickel. No,
2: but a few years back there was. You remember they were, they were I don't know if they were sending the videos. They'll get they'll get bums to fight like street fights. Yeah, no. yeah.
0: I just I remember that because they were banned. And, uh, my, I was a, I was a kid. I was like, man, I want to say I was in middle school and uh, my cousin's like, Hey bro, I got it. I got the bum fights. I'm like, what the hell is bum fights? We put the, <laughs> we put the burnt DVD disc in and I'm just like, what am I, wa- <laughs> what am I watching, man?
2: That's crazy, yeah, man. You could <laughs> hepatitis and shit. So, but the but um,
0: my favorite part of the th- the whole thing is the guy that like <laughs> the guy the guy that uh created it. He goes on Dr. Phil. He goes on the Dr. Phil show and he's wearing oh. he's wearing the same costume as Dr. Phil. <laughs>
2: It's the funniest thing it ever. It now, I'll
0: have to send it to you, bro. It's the funniest thing ever, dude.
2: I'm going to have to see it. I think Cruz Azul Santos, that, that, could, be, that could be exciting. Uh, Cholo Tatlas. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Pumas Querétaro. Monterrey Toluca. That's another one that could, be, that could be pretty good. And then Pachuca America. All right, they got some decent games. Yeah, I mean, this, games, is,
0: I this is the first game of the season. You don't want to give away a Chios America game in the first, you know, first oh, game of the season. Yeah. But, um, you know I, yeah, I lied. It, so it kicks off on July 23rd, which is actually a Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, Shit. So that, that days. yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, obviously, no fans. So that's a little bit unfortunate. But, uh, I, it, I I wanted to kind of like rank the teams, but I think that's too much work. I uh, We did talk about it on the last podcast, like uh, some of our predictions of contenders. Uh, I'm going to stick with Cruz Azul and Chivas. I think that they are the strongest teams going into the regular season. Obviously, it's going to be a long season. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more factors to consider because 12 out of the 18 teams will have an opportunity to qualify for the playoffs. And... Uh, so you know you could have a straggler, let's say like America, for example, has a bad tournament, but somehow get that 12th position. They win the the one game, the uh, wild card, and then they get into the playoffs. All of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, they got this momentum going for them. So it's going to be a long season, but I, I think Cruz Azul has been the most consistent team, and I think Chivas have a lot of fuel. They have a lot of a lot of good things going for them. They have a a nice proyecto. Uh, a nice vision a clear a clear goal so i think those two teams will will face again in a real turn in a, yeah. in a real final not not this mickey mouse cup that they
2: that to make that was just preview then
0: that was just a little that was preview just
2: a highlight yeah no, i agree with you um i still think tigres and, and uh tigres monterrey obviously they have deep squads uh, good coaches I, I think they they should be in the fight uh and then, interesting what's going to happen with Cholos under Buse. Uh, uh, and then, um, America, I think they, they can't be discounted. Uh, I, I know people don't like Piojo, but if you see, you know, I, 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 have they even missed Ligilla with him? It's really rare, you know. Uh, but he's, he's always, he's always has a team fighting and uh despite this bad tournament i i think they're gonna be they're gonna be in there man they're still gonna be dangerous okay uh, so, fair yeah.
0: enough um <clears throat> yeah i I'll, I'll give tijuana the dark horse how about that i think that for sure they have their uh their chickens and and cholo and cholo's uh costumes <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause they, they bought a lot of players from Queretaro. Um we'll see how Santos hold up, you know. I think they uh they were up there with Cruz Azul in points, but that was a long, long time ago. So we'll see if they can they can get their their form back. I didn't even know that there was like other friendlies going on during the Copa por Mexico. There was actually some other games going on but I didn't I didn't even watch them. Um I don't think they were like televised or anything, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh Liga Mekis returns on July twenty-third at seven PM Pacific time, aka Best Coast, aka West Coast time. Um we're about an hour and twenty-three minutes in. I think we're gonna we're gonna cut it short tonight. Is there uh any other thoughts you had, Joel, well, Anything you wanna shout out or
2: nah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Just uh, excited to, to the season to start and, and Chivas to be in uh, Telemundo. So that's, you know, that's good. That's all <laughs> the football I need.
0: <laughs> this is the year. This is the year, you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a, an exciting one for Chivas. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting somewhat back to normal. And uh, for everyone that continues to uh, listen to us every every week, thank you guys for your ongoing support, Luis. You're always one of the first ones to hop on the live chat. And if you're listening to this uh, after the show, uh, just know that you can, you can find us on YouTube, and yeah, you can um, listen to us live when we record. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Cantina Mix Podcast. Um, but thank you, well, Thank you, uh, Chikis, uh who had to leave earlier for hopping on tonight. And I hope everyone has a safe night.
2: <laughs>